Frank Castle wanted to help, but he took it too far. He shot people. He killed people. He shot people. He killed people. It's against the law. And he shot people many, many times. You, you call me the Punisher, ain't that right? The big bad Punisher. Bailey. Here I am! You are here! Remove now. the witness! I am the Punisher! <laughs> hey everybody welcome to welcome welcome to punisher the only punisher uh recap podcast where one of the hosts thinks the punisher is a big dumb edgelord who needs to sit down i'm i'm donnie Knowles, and joining me as always is your host boston's own libby hunt libby how you doing today oh i am still reeling from that opening sequence <laughs> but yeah, I just really wanted to match the tone of this uh, of this wonderful character that Marvel has illustrated for no, us. No, it's so great. I literally just watched that video on YouTube minutes ago because I was trying to get into the into the real Punisher vibe. Obviously, that's from what is it, episode eight of season two of Daredevil? Classic, oh my god! I, classic. I didn't realize classic courtroom scene. <laughs> Oh yeah, one of yep, one of Daredevil's classic courtroom problems. <laughs> uh, I now I didn't I didn't realize you had such an encyclopedic knowledge of the Marvel television universe that I'm sure we will be drawing on all right, well. uh, at a moment's notice all 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 through the episode. Now now uh, uh, now Frank Castle might not have any superpowers, but he does have a super stan in the form of you. Why the hell do you like Punisher so much? <laughs> I I like Punisher for his complexity. You know, I I think it's interesting because I think that the Netflix Punisher is very different from the comic book Punisher. And controversially, mm-hmm. I would say that I like the Netflix Punisher better just because I think that there's a little more vulnerability there. And he, I think there's complexity in the way that he feels remorse for some of the killings that he does sometimes i don't know um sure although although i have heard it pointed out at times that the netflix punisher is really just like wolverine um (laughs) so fair i also love wolverine um wow but yeah he uh he would be a great wolverine if he weren't already yeah but he's also i mean john john bernthal is like the greatest punisher of all time i feel like he really nails this character of being super full of vengeance and violence and anger and mowing people down and stuff, but also being really charismatic and really, you know, he brings out a sort of sympathy in the viewer um, and forms relationships with people in a way that is surprising for the character of the Punisher. Yes, I would, I would, um, I uh, I would agree in your perfect world, but we'll see if if I come to the same conclusion. Oh, is that a, are you? What are you? What are that? What are you drinking there, Libby? Today, I was taking a, uh, taking a fir- sip of a Guinness. <laughs> uh, our, on our first on our first segment, uh, what was their what's their bar called in Punish in Daredevil? Uh, oh God, I can't what's remember. It called. Uh, uh, well, I'll just edit that in here. Okay. It's our first segment. What's what's at Foggy's? And you're drinking a Guinness. That's lovely. I'm drinking a Guinness. Yeah, it feels. You know, I can't. You see it like the dimly lit bar, pint glass full of Guinness. Neon signs yes. make a noise. Yes. 
I uh, I told you that I was going to I delayed the recording slightly so I could go make a cup of coffee. And then I realized that I still had coffee from this morning. So to be more like our our hero, Frank Castle, I microwaved a a cup of day old coffee, a half cup of day old coffee and then just poured, poured bourbon into it while growling. Well, OK, OK. The bourbon is the thing. <laughs> I was yeah. going to say just like sad old coffee sounds that's awful yeah it's pretty awful even, now, even the punisher can pay for a cup of coffee as you see later in the season we now take you to punisher ordering a cup of coffee Can you a cup of coffee Black. <laughs> <And scene. laughs> now you say controversially you enjoy the cinematic Punisher more than the comic book version. Uh, I have grown up never liking the Punisher. Uh, I think uh, I think my first real introduction to him was uh, reading the mm-hmm. Civil War comics uh, back in the day, and um, and he attempted to join the uh, side of Captain America. And Captain America beat his butt and was like, get out of my club, Punisher. There's no place for you here. Uh, and, and ever since then, I've sort of seen the Punisher as a, as a troublemaker and a uh, ne'er-do-well, perhaps, who is misguided and misplaced in, in, the co- in the Marvel universe of colors and, you know, general diversity. Well, yeah, I mean, you said it earlier. He's not a superhero. He's not. He's a marine who was in special ops who has suffered a great deal of trauma i mean a lot of punisher is about ptsd i think is this the elevator pitch you're giving me this is i mean yes and no i mean this is, <laughs> this is but this is how i feel about it you know it's like yes. yep. you know i i conceptually i really love anti-heroes mm-hmm. i also don't like deadpool or venom at all really like like certain anti-heroes that also exist within this universe i'm just like Meh. you know they, yes they don't appeal to me did you see did you see the venom movie i didn't but i kind of want to but i also think i would have liked venom if it were played if he were played by john Bernthal because i just want him to play. <laughs> he's like he's like the, the king of the anti-hero to me i want him to no, play I, everything I, I love also the idea of John Bernthal being Peter Parker's newspaper writer. That sounds lovely. <laughs> Joder. <laughs> so intimidating. Do you think, yes. I've never, I don't think I've ever really heard him speak. Do you think that that's like a, do you think he's got a Batman voice? Like a, In real in, life, John Bernthal? Yeah. Or like, do you think he's, no, I mean, do you think he's putting on a Ben Affleck Batman style? Like, oh, or is that Christian know. Bale? Which one am I thinking of? Uh, I think they both do it. Yeah. Um, but uh, I don't know. You know, I, I can only picture him in interviews, like leaning fully back in his chair with his arms crossed and then like look at doing like the look over the shoulder kind of answering his questions, you know? So, yeah. but I've never met the guy. I'm sure he's lovely. He seems like a very, this is not a, this is not a podcast about John Bernthal not being good at his job. This is No, about- he's so good at his job <laughs> is the thing. So, so good at his job. And I love, I love Daredevil. I love the Daredevil interactions with the Punisher. Yes. Um, and I, I worry about this show not having a Daredevil to call him stupid all the time. So we'll see how yeah. that goes. It's it's uh, interesting. It is different when he when he has to take the lead. So I'm curious. I'm curious what you think. 
because I think it's great. If well, it wasn't uh, clear already. So before we before we begin, let's get into the origins of the Punisher character. Uh, so according to Wikipedia, the Punisher was conceived of by the then writing of the the uh, then writer of the Amazing Spider-Man, Jerry Conway, inspired by The Executioner, a popular book series created by the author Don Pendleton, in which a Vietnam veteran, Mac Bolan, becomes a serial killer of criminals after the mafia-related deaths of his family. <laughs> yeah, that's, yep, yep. <laughs> Uh, so Conway uh, described. He says, "I was fascinated by the. Do- I was fascinated by the <laughs> Pendleton Executioner character, which was fairly popular at the time, and I wanted to do something that was inspired by that, although not to my mind a copy of it. Okay, dude. And while <laughs> and while I was while I was doing the Jackal storyline, the opportunity came for a character who would be used by the Jackal to make Spider Man's life miserable." The Punisher seemed to fit. I think I think it's interesting that he appeared in Spider-Man of all places first. Also, yeah, what a what a tonal shift. Well, I think you know I think it's funny because like okay, the dynamic between the Punisher and Daredevil is great because they're kind of they are kind of extreme opposites. But like also the more extreme opposite I feel like is Peter Parker. (laughs) (laughs) That's kind of more what opposite means, isn't it? Yeah. Like I've seen, you know, it's not not like, oh, you have no morals versus you're morally conflicted about everything because you're super Catholic. It's like, oh, you brutally kill people all the time. And like, oh, you're a teenager. (laughs) 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 Who just likes to swing around on buildings and, you know, help people. Hey, huh. I, I never realized how much I wanted to see the Punisher interact with a teenager until right now. <laughs> Does he interact with teenagers in this show? You can spoil it. Um, I will spoil it for you. You are in luck for season two. Something to look forward oh. to. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm into that. Great. Okay. Uh, well, uh, well, before we before we begin, I emailed you what I thought <laughs> might happen in this episode of The Punisher uh to see if i could uh to see if my prejudices had any sort of merit or weight yes uh do you do you think you could check could you could you regale us with what i thought uh the punisher was going to be like because i think i got it i will i will read you punisher episode one Mm -hmm. email from 53 minutes ago (laughs) okay good hey look behind look behind the curtain folks It was right before you watched it. We're very fresh on this because I also just watched it. Okay. (laughs) Frank Shane Walsh Castle (laughs) has been on the run for, let's say, six months after helping Daredevil defeat an international gang of magic ninjas at the infinite New York City district, Hell's Kitchen. After the Mm. truly baffling move of painting a big white skull on his already skull-shaped armor, (laughs) Frank moves to, let's say, Philadelphia and (laughs) and continues to massacre do-batters while living out of a truck or camping in the woods or fully taping himself to the ceiling of a sewer tunnel every night, living by the code of, I work alone, fuck mothers. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I mean, I just think it's baffling that, he, that he's still in New York. How do you pull that off? I don't know. I've got one word for you. It's beard. It's a beard. All of his friends are private okay. detectives. Anyway. Let me continue. Okay. 
Okay. But then after he is shot pretty bad, he is rescued by someone just trying to do right in this goddamn city. They have, I want to say, a daughter. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't know about Shane's true identity as the gun haver. But then Shane's deeds catch up to him. And maybe this pilot family gets killed as a result of his Uncle Ben style carelessness, leaving him only the lesson that he needs to live in an apartment like a person. Their apartment, maybe? Sounds morbid. But hey, that's the life of the one and only Richard Castle. (laughs) <laughs> uh, so I might have gotten some of the details wrong. But... I think I think that it's you know you you get the gist, but you don't get the order right. Mm-hmm. No, certainly. Well, and I was. I, it's interesting that the Punisher was basically like an observer. I will go beat by beat, but he was basically like an observer this whole time. Yeah, he just he's he works alone. He does work alone. Fuck mother. Literally, because he killed all of his co-workers in this episode. What? Spoilers. Spoilers. We'll no, we have to take it beat okay. by beat. All right, all right. No, all so right. when we okay, so when we last see the Punisher, it's at the end of season two of Daredevil. He has his right. he lights his house on fire. He lights his house on fire. Got the big show in the courtroom. Does that happen before or after he lights his house on fire? I think I think that's I think it's like mid season and then he like disappears for a while everyone thinks he's and, dead right at the end right we all think he's dead all of us including karen page yeah who, yeah. who i hear might show up at some point in this show i was i was wondering if she would show up super oh, early but yeah, no let, not let super. you gotta earn it all right that's but fine. it's great i, I love their relationship karen's the best yeah karen's real cool yeah she sees uh, so yeah. she sees into his into his heart you know because he's got one well he does have one under all that skull Uh, armor i'm sure he'll stow his own heart up at some point during this show we'll see uh but uh i i also so uh so we open up on the punisher who is in his dark room playing guitar and fingering his walls (laughs) and i I really and like having flashbacks to his murdered family oh if we didn't say before and you've somehow never heard of the punisher he basically uh his family is murdered by gangsters and he decides to kill all gangsters now now he's a vigilante Uh, you know he's he's out to well kind of i don't know yeah I don't know. We're getting ahead There's, of we'll, ourselves. We'll, we'll explore the nuance, okay. I'm sure. Um, I just want to say before we get too far ahead, the note that I wrote down, because I took notes. Um, yes. It was as did I, as did wonderful. I. It says, uh, sad dad plays the blues. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, he is a sad dad. Damn it. So, yeah. Uh, good boy yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, i really want to see him at an open mic night honestly i think that'd be so fun <laughs> yeah is there an open mic night is he rupert giles this you can tell oh my me. god no i wish Damn i it. really wish all right cancel the podcast all right, fine. <laughs> um, so okay anyway he he's uh so we open up and him like at i think at a minute and 10 seconds he's already in a double motorcycle gunfight and uh, and also, uh, if you if you watch this, dear listener, check out the biker on the right because he keeps turning around and his beard flaps in the <laughs> wind in like the funniest way ever. I do not know how that happened. Yeah, it was a uh, it was a really weird um 
I just want to point out, actually, before we move ahead, that this this motorcycle gunfight takes place in Alabama. That will be in Alabama. that will be important for the next part. Okay, I you know I was wondering. Uh, I didn't check out the back of those biker jackets. So I, I was know. wondering they if that was like, like the same gang from Daredevil or something. I don't know. It doesn't. They're they're trophy motorcycle Marvel, dudes. Huh? It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, and oh, also when he ran over that guy. He runs over one of the guys, probably both of the guys on his bike, and I was kind of shocked, honestly. I didn't expect it to get me that much. I've seen a lot of people get run over my bikes on TV, but like, yeah. it was very soft. Um, <laughs> so he goes around, like, uh, killing gangsters uh, all over the place. Uh, he... Wait, no, I mean, so the reason I mentioned Alabama is because literally five seconds later, he is in El Paso. <laughs> Oh, yes. <laughs> the next person. Yeah, so I guess he just has no problem at all moving around America as a super wanted dude. Yeah, I was like, how did he get, I wrote, how did he get from Alabama to El Paso so fast? But uh, I guess time doesn't really matter. In the, puni- the Punish Mobile. <laughs> hmm. Traverses uh, through time and space. For vengeance. <laughs> for vengeance. I, I need a lift. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, oh, so yeah, then he goes to El Paso and kills Mexicans in El Paso. Just one. Just one. That's true. I I did like that. Like so, delayed. Well, shot. so so this is yeah. No, that was cool because that shows you how uh, skilled he is with mm-hmm. a gun from a distance. Mm-hmm. Shows you some of his cards, but. Also, at this point, we start to, I mean, in the next scene, the next guy he kills, you really get the idea that all of these people, they're not just bad guys, they're all connected. Oh, yes. There's the, and what do you, what are they connected to, I wonder? So, so you hear the guy on the, on the phone in the bathroom, the last guy that he kills, he's trying to get to Dublin, he's Irish or something. And he's like, oh, fuck, like all of them are dead. Uh Oh, like. I guess there's just me. And then he's also, the punish like the pizza party's still on. <laughs> I know. He's, he thinks he can get away after everyone's because he's like, how the fuck is the Punisher gonna get from El Paso to wherever the fuck he is? Mm-hmm. I don't know. So fast. No idea. He under he underrated the Punisher Vengeance Mobile. Mm-hmm. Um so the Punisher kicks in the bathroom door and he strangles him with his own tie and people in the bathroom think they're having sex. Yes, it was fun that the, that we got a shit joke into a gay joke right off the bat. <laughs> it was a seamless transition. Uh-huh. Uh, now when he burned, I think, I don't know, right after that, he burns his vest and I yes. was shocked. Okay, so the reason that I believe he does that is because the mafia members that we were talking about or the gang members that mm-hmm. are responsible for the murdering of his family. These are those guys. So the Punisher's job is done. Yes. I think that is the implication. And now he's just going to try and live a normal life as a deeply traumatized man in New York city. Now this is me wondering and place your bets on how long this happens this takes to happen is he gonna paint another vest (laughs) (laughs) i mean 
Okay, it's not Frank's fault that uh, that. Oh, I happen to I have to arrange my ammo into a skull again. Right. I was <laughs> gonna say it's not his fault that bullet holders can look a lot like skeleton teeth. <laughs> that's true. Hey, I actually right. didn't notice it until this rewatching of it, and I was like, "Oh, that's efficient." <laughs> I think he's just gonna like bump into a wall that's that has wet paint on it and like come away from it already a skull because that's how skull shaped his shit is already. <laughs> yeah, he's got skull shaped abs. Yeah, <laughs> fan art, please. Okay, so uh, so then uh, then we see him six months later in New York for some damn reason. Oh, but, do you hey, just, wait? Do you just want to brush over the opening sequence? Do you, are you one of those people that doesn't find? meaning in the opening sequence oh no i love no absolutely i'm just reading a plot summary uh okay. the uh the no i loved the the opening credits yeah. where, the, where the guns turn into guns and then the guns give birth to a skull of guns yes so many guns that was pretty good the punisher the punisher yeah i uh what did you think of the intro there i love the intro and i also like i i'm pretty sure that this is the case but isn't the opening song the sad dad playing the blues song? Wow, that would make sense. I think it is. I don't, I'm not, don't quote me on that. Okay, we'll look it up. I mean, but I think I'm pretty sure everything is connected. Yeah, also, oh, if it's yeah. not, then I'm sure that'll be his ringtone or something later. <laughs> based on how these things tend to go. I wish it was my ringtone. Maybe it will be. I mean, you might miss, miss a lot of calls, but thank yeah. you. <laughs> Uh, anyway okay yeah anyway it's super great uh ranks among the great marvel intros of our time uh yeah. Je- jessica jones still reigns supreme to me and oh yeah no it's it's wonderful but uh um, it, but, so six months later he's in new york uh and i was gonna you know what i can't really take issue with this if i'm gonna watch anything marvel related at all so everybody's in new york you know uh, yeah it's where the action is yep that's <laughs> where the bad guys are yeah yeah nobody wants to live in ohio <laughs> although there's interesting a- you say that <laughs> oh no there's a okay. house in cleveland so he could go there yeah. um so uh so he's, he wakes up at three in the morning with nightmares of his family's death do we have we said his name now his name is now pete castiglione Which actually, uh-huh. which actually, I believe, I think this is true, but I believe that in the original Punishers, um, that's his actual name, and Frank Castle is his made-up name. That makes a lot more sense. He looks more like a Castiglione, I think. Yeah, but it's really all of his douchey construction job coworkers are like, hey, Castiglione. Yes, that, <laughs> that like, sort of threw me for a second. I did not <laughs> I just thought they were being jerks. I didn't realize he was using an alias for a second there. Yeah. Because um, yeah. he's wanted. He's a wanted man. Yes. Uh, he is a wanted man. And uh, and and he just can't stay out of trouble because even at work. So he, he works at a construction site. And apparently they all think he's uh, a he is mentally uh, challenged or deficient in some way because he spends all day hitting a wall with a hammer. Um, and also does not talk to anybody and also all night uh, they have some and, uh, <laughs> I think it's interesting that he's already there hitting that wall with a hammer and then they go to lunch and he's like hitting that wall until nighttime. like that's that's why he finishes 
he finishes a whole wall in like a day that's- which i mean i've never hammered a wall down but that seemed like a, a pretty weighty task to me uh yes it sure does but i i will say they do kind of have a point about their overtime right yeah you know they're the, his construction friends are mad not friends they're mad because you know he's doing their jobs and they're not getting paid for it and he meets a speaking of construction friends he meets a young man named donnie did uh, you love that i forgot his name was donnie and then when i was watching the episode i was like oh yeah. <laughs> loved that love a donnie uh, although I was, this is going to come up later. It, 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 I think it's funny that there is a Donnie and a Madonna in this show. Yes, that's true. Spoilers. Only one of them is consistently around. Oh no, no kidding. So Donnie, sure. yeah. Donnie is kind of like that, uh, family in my plot summary, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Weird. Okay. You're right. Donnie is kind of like the family in your plot summary. I can't wait for the Punisher to move in with Donnie's grandma. <laughs> So Donnie's a construction worker. He's uh, his family was in the Marines, I think. His dad his was in dad, the Marines. His dad was in the Marines. His dad yeah. was in the Marines. His parents were taken out by like a random teenager who just got their driver's license. So now he works construction to pay for his grandmother's medication, and um, and he's got the best uh, sandwich in the boroughs that he offers to Frank, who uh, takes it. And we see that Frank perhaps is not completely gone. I think that we should point out, though, that Frank did not have another sandwich. His had just been stepped on by Lance the asshole. <laughs> Is his name Lance? I think it's Lance. I hope that I'm not making that <laughs> up. But I'm pretty sure it's Lance. Lance. Oh, man. I hope it's Lance. <laughs> I'm going to keep calling him Lance. Yeah, his name's Lance. He's got blue eyes. He deserves eyes. it. <laughs> he kind of looked like... Um... He kind of looked like a little bit like Dario Naharis, the original one, you know, yeah. not not the character of Dario Naharis, but the actor, you know, he's like super pretty and I'm looking shaved up, head. I'm looking up who that is because I don't know mm-hmm. who you're talking about. Also a little bit like Robert. Pattinson. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, I think both of those men that you just named are significantly more attractive than this person, but maybe it's just a personality well, yeah, thing. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe he's just the worst because he stepped on Frank's PB&J. Yes, uh, they sure did. Very gross dudes, uh, these construction boys. Uh, we see some of Frank's home life also. And I, and I know that I don't I think this is slightly out of order, but I did not want to glaze over the fact that Frank Castle eats like a robot. He's like, chump, chump. <laughs> jump like, i i think that all of this i i feel that i think that all of this is just his like bottled up need for vengeance mm-hmm. coming through in his chomping in his, in his cereal in his breakfast um something about his home life that i wanted to point out is that he's reading moby dick Yes, a very thin version of a Moby very Dick. Thin version. <laughs> Maybe it's the great illustrated classic. I do not know. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. But now I've never read Moby Dick because it's always been described to me as a Dick's book. You know, like you know and, how. And he did balance it on his what I have to assume his monster hog. He's <laughs> like on the whole time. <laughs> But if I am if I am correct, is Moby Dick like I is so would we say that Frank's desire for vengeance is like Moby Dick's 
determination or like is like captain ahab's determination to find the whale i think i think that is what we are meant to believe uh here loaded and uh and i have definitely also bought moby dick like five times and never read it but you know it's one of those things you're gonna do one day have you read have you uh have you seen the movie no Uh, i don't care you know i want to care but i maybe something okay well spoilers for moby dick uh there's a the the way that the way that all shakes out is Ahab like gets into the water with Moby Dick to like try to kill him and Moby Dick takes him down and then when he comes back up Ahab is like wrapped in like Moby Dick has like spears and ropes wrapped around him from all the times people have tried to kill him and all the boats that he's taken down or whatever and Ahab is like crucified strapped to Moby Dick's back whoa presumably forever <laughs> um damn yeah so that's pretty cool i feel like i'd read moby dick just for that now yeah well i saw it in the movie so you could do that also yeah i could yeah anyway anyway so he's reading moby dick and it's a metaphor hey there they brought it up oh so uh, we also get a scene where he visits uh curtis hoyle a veteran uh that castle served with before his family died and they're having like a uh soldiers back in america ptsd style group um can i just say that i love curtis yeah curtis is one of the best parts of the punisher series curtis seems real cool uh he we find out eventually that curtis has one leg and he's like uh i'm gonna beat you with my one leg and that it's hysterical he's he spoilers he beats people with his one leg sometimes see i (laughs) i wondered if he was like some kind of super villain eventually who has a robot leg or something it was that kind of setup you know i wonder who he is in the comic books yeah i don't know who he is in the comic books but in in real life he's just like extremely loyal you know that's cool semper fi Semper Fi. Semper Fi. Now, what did you think of this um, meeting? Because it seemed to me that it was trying to get ahead of the idea that the Punisher was maybe like a uh, a conservative superstar gun nut hero. Um, they're in the meeting, they have a, a guy in an NRA hat who's saying that we need to drag all the liberals out into the streets and kill them, basically. Um and uh yeah and a lot of and since the show's come out i have not researched this talking point at all so we'll, we'll just we'll just glaze over this but a lot of people have have sort of adopted the punisher since the show came out as that um what do you think is it what do you think of the show trying to get ahead of that like that is that a, is that a thing that could be levied at the punisher that he is a gun nut or <laughs> You know, I think it's interesting because I feel like the Punisher would hate that. Or he just wouldn't care. I don't know. The Punisher's priorities are not with what other people think about guns if they're like unless they're using them to be harmful to other people. You know, I don't think that he necessarily gets caught up in that sort of thing if it's not proving a danger to others. But I also think that the character is particularly controversial in this age that we live in of gun control issues and mass murders and things that by having a character 
even I mean he's like a one-off character but having that super radical NRA guy say all of these things in this unappealing way I think was was to try and create a little bit of separation between the character of Castle and that mindset you know while also simultaneously acknowledging the fact that that mindset does exist yeah and I guess he did use after he hung up the Punisher thing, he did all his vengeance with a hammer until the uh, gangster, uh, until like, well, spoilers, but mostly hammer stuff this episode. Yeah. Wait, but I actually, so I wanted to point out another thing that another one of the people said, this guy, Lewis, he's one of the younger ones. Um, Cause I think this scene is particularly important in that way of showing the variety of, experiences within post-traumatic stress disorder and within veterans coming back to the United States and the way that they feel like they're being treated. And Lewis says, I don't know what the rules are anymore. And I think that that's a really interesting point because that remind that made me think of Frank, you know, like his, his military experience paired with his, trauma of losing his family paired with his desire to get revenge or just like take out every bad person in the world has kind of blurred that idea of like not knowing what the rules are anymore just not caring you know yeah i I like that character also because he seemed very directionless and it almost seems like uh frank's obsession with murder has given him a direction right and it sort of let him bring the war back home in a way that a lot of these guys seem to be suffering from a lack of. Yeah. And I think, and that's something that we're going to get into a little bit more as the series continues of what Frank's relationship with the experience of being in war was and how that carried over to when he eventually returned home and why he's so comfortable in this current position that he's in now even though it seems totally unmanageable being on the run all the time yes. and murdering people everywhere you go. Yeah. Although, you know, it seems to be working for him as a viable lifestyle option. So, Unless you're Curtis who says, and I wrote this down too, the only person you're punishing is yourself. <laughs> hey, also, does Curtis know he's the punisher? He must, I'm right? Pretty, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure he knows. He was on TV and stuff. Curtis knows him very well. He and Curtis are like bosom buddies, you know? Yeah, I like Curtis. Curtis makes me comfortable. Curtis was literally like, if I had known you were going to murder all of those people, I would have helped you. Yes, that was very cool. I liked that. And he was like, I know. But also Curtis is like real straight and narrow, you know? So that makes him an interesting guy. Dude's got to be a superhero or something low key. He's got to be. Yeah. I mean, he rules. You'll see. Uh, so Donnie back at the construction site, he keeps trying to befriend Castle, and then uh, he really wants to please the other workers there. God I, knows why they're the fucking worst. Yeah, it made me wonder what was up with where Donnie like, what's he been up to? Because like, if he's just like working and living with his grandma and stuff, maybe he hasn't had people mm-hmm. around him that are peers or whatever. Uh, so he's got this very go getter attitude at this very toxic workplace um which uh sucks because he he offers to buy his co-workers a round of drinks if they let him go out with him um with them but he gets super wasted because he's a young kid and they somehow (laughs) 
end up spending like 360 bucks basically that makes me so upset i felt so bad yeah i did too and also you and i libby have a have a fair amount of experience getting very drunk in new york city (laughs) we have never (laughs) spent that much money (laughs) certainly not in an empty dive bar (laughs) that seems really hard to do also what if it was cash only what would he have done he did pay cash oh my god how did how do you do it? I don't. I really I, that don't is know. also weird. It's like this is a lot of cash for me. Here it is. He's had a lot of wa- <laughs> he has a lot of wallet problems though, so he might not be the smartest wallet oh, carrier. Foreshadowing. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, now, is that foreshadowing? I, I wonder. Don't know. I don't know. He's bad with his wallet. <laughs> I don't think uh, it's. I don't think it's foreshadowing for the show itself, but foreshadowing. For the rest of the <laughs> he story. drops it on the floor of the bar. <laughs> Uh, so so while we're in the bar uh bat a uh, big big bad guy what's his name lance lance. <laughs> lance lance goes the little bad guy ginger bad guy and he's like hey i owe this bookie a lot of money can we get another job i, I bought this this car also hey i don't know too much about cars is that a nice car that he has that I, dog? I have no idea all right it's it seemed like I don't they care. intentionally showed that they had to like it was like kind of hard to get into so i guess that's indicative of a nice car but but uh he says that they'll uh that he'll he'll call his cousin and see if they can get a job for that for that evening he's very eager to to do more work and the next day at work he presents his offer from his cousin to steal money from uh as it turns out the uh the gangster who who is currently extorting him um which is just never a good idea it's not a good idea and it also seemed like like the i think this actor did a very good job presenting himself as a very laid-back criminal and then the next day he's like let's do the most (laughs) the dumbest wildest shit we possibly can so dumb yeah and um yeah. And unfortunately, Frank is listening to all this go down. How could someone overhear them in this room with no walls? And um, <laughs> and uh, and so they, uh, but uh, so they they sort of shove Frank around. And they're like, "You better not tattle on us about our crime." And Frank uh, doesn't do anything, and until they are interrupted by a construction accident where one. One guy in their gang has his arm severely mangled by a falling beam. Is that what happened? I can see the bone. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but it's a really good opportunity for young Donnie to turn around and say, Pete, (laughs) you're a Marine. You You should know how to help him. Yeah. And then the Punisher just fucking walks away. He's like, absolutely not. That was very nice. I did like that. And so, uh, and we already see that Donnie thinks that Frank is a bit of a hero, clearly. Yeah. Um, Well, I think he's looking for heroes. I mean, when he's talking about his dad, who was also a Marine earlier, like when he's telling him about how he died, he like refers to him as a superhero. He's like, I always thought of my dad as a superhero. That's true. And he's he's clearly looking for a father figure or something. Frank, oh yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, and so Frank's like, not this dad. Not this. Hey, not me. I got other. I got I got dead ghost kids to sing to, and we get yeah. and we get a lot of dead family in this. Um, what do you think of Frank's ASMR wife? 
What is ASMR stand for? Oh, it's like, you know, it's like when you have um, a YouTube video where someone's describing something that they're going to do and you listen to it to relax. Do you ever relax with an ASMR video? No, this sounds really fucking unsettling. (laughs) Yes, it super is, but I kind of get it. (laughs) Okay. Well, so I think, okay. I like it as a vehicle because it slowly unfolds more and more throughout the series mm-hmm. and you get to piece things together, but also it just shows you like, this is what's on his mind all the time. This yes. is what he's experiencing when he sleeps and when he wakes and it's just always, always there. So my only problem with it is she keeps calling him sleepyhead and, <laughs> and, and it makes me wonder. He's asleep in the memory. Hey, hey. He he is a sleepy head. Don't get me wrong. For sure. Uh, but how how zero personality do you have to be to have your nickname for all intents of narrative purpose be sleepy head? You know, like I get it. It doesn't bother me as much as it bothers you. Yeah, it bothers me. I think me it a makes lot, sense. But... It makes sense because she's waking him up from sleep. She's not gonna be like, hey, shh. Hey, sugar lips. Like, <laughs> what about, hey, snorebore. There's something, right? <laughs> hey, commander slumber. <laughs> hey, lieutenant. <laughs> nope, not doing that. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, uh, but yeah, so. Uh, oh, and so um, this unfortunately isn't uh, worked into this plot summary that I'm reading from. So, uh, you know fit this in as you will but we have a um a homeland security agent that we keep popping back to madani um, madani dinah madani um who seems to be uh on to something some sort of um illegal soldier drug trafficking uh business and she has sort of a a sweaty foggy type of her own uh who's like technically her partner um what'd you make of this of this plot line here well i think he's useless <laughs> you know oh he so, continues to be useless huh good well no well i can't remember to be perfectly honest so mm. to me that says that yeah he probably is useless but then also very well can mean that he betrays her so mm-hmm. I guess that we both have something to look forward to finding out what happens (laughs) to that sweaty sidekick, because I feel like he is the kind of dude that has like a real chip on his shoulder about playing second to a woman. He doesn't like the idea of this like badass, super intelligent, like experienced. So just she in the CIA Homeland Homeland Security. Yeah. Yeah. You know, rolling in and being like, this is my project that I started when I was over in Afghanistan because I'm brilliant and I am mm-hmm. a badass bitch and everyone wants to talk to me and no one cares about you. Small man. Yeah, and her and her, her boss is pretty whack as well. Yeah. Um, yeah she's... Real strong goatee on that guy. <sighs> yeah. Can't, um, can't be helped. <laughs> and we also get a scene... And I'm just going to bunch these together because they don't super play into the plot. But uh, we also get a scene with her at home with her mother. Who rules. Um, that actress, she played uh, the old lady in Ever After, I'm pretty sure. Did you ever see that movie? I, I did not. But she plays um, the, the foul mouth uh, 
president of Earth, basically, in the Expanse, Avisarala, and I'm and I, she was my favorite character in the books and in the awesome. show. So I'm excited to see yeah, her around. No. She's the coolest. Voice. She has the coolest voice. I agree. Okay, next week, next week, listeners, we promise to learn this actor's name. But <laughs> sorry. Um, <laughs> but hey we can only have so many windows open um and so uh we eventually go to see what the construction guys are up to they're going to have some sort of uh getaway car style situation apparently oh wait i think that we should wait we should clarify though after their dude gets his arm bent out of shape yes mm-hmm. they select donnie mm-hmm. sweet maybe not so innocent donnie as their baby donnie as their third guy in the hustle he's reluctant but he needs the scratch and he's uh very susceptible to peer pressure and so yeah he also just had to pay a fucking 360 dollar bar tab yeah desperate he's real desperate and so they so they go to they pull up to a a marvel netflix back alley and uh and they bust in on some sort of money party <laughs> i think it's like a poker game. i think we call those poker it's games, a poker but... game okay <laughs> it's a money it's a money party there's just it's just a <laughs> lot of money there it's like it's like you, you can't see the cards for all the money in this room it's no it's, it's insane um there's a lot of money there's a lot of money there- they're gangsters. They yeah. got a lot of money. They're, they're yeah. little mafia people, you know. Yeah. And and apparently they're so. I, I heard they were somehow vulnerable because the Punisher had just done a bunch of shit. So um no, so they are vulnerable because they have a no gun rule at the table. Mm. The only person who has a gun is the guy at the door. Right. Okay. So they think it'll be easy to go in there and threaten people with guns because no one's supposed to have them. Right uh bad scene everybody in there looks like a uh character you've seen before but i like that very well cast variety of gangsters but so so they bust in easily gain control of the money party and they have donnie go around and shove money in the bag big mistake (laughs) big big mistake because old but old butterfingers donnie gets his uh gets the bag strap caught on the back of someone's chair and his his uh his ever-present arch nemesis, his own wallet, pops out, <laughs> pops out onto the ground, flips open like a narc, and uh, all of these, all of these old men <laughs> are easily able to see uh, on the floor his name, um, driver's license. Damn. Driver- yeah. Damn, Donnie. <laughs> Damn, Donnie, you fucked I, up. You are what out does of the your guy say? He's like, oh, I can't remember what he says. He's like. That's not good, Donald. Uh, up Donald or something like something bad. Something where he calls him Donald, and you're just like, no. Yeah, fucked up. Yeah. So he grabs his wallet. Uh, they get out of there, and um, and and the and the criminals are like, we got to make this guy disappear. Which is so ridiculous because if you think if these guys have as much power as they obviously have, the guys being at the at the money party. Um, yes. You know, they, even if they make Donald disappear, they're going to be able to find out where he works. They're going to be able to put two and two together because he clearly doesn't have a lot of friends. They're going to figure out that it's these guys and they're going to fucking kill them anyway. That is true. It was a very bad plan on their part. They're panicking. They're Um, dumb. Lance. Hey, 
Lance, I expected better out of you. Uh, also, speaking of Lance, maybe don't have the guy with like the hottest eyes on earth wear a ski mask. Because <laughs> 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 he just piercing blue through that whole scene. Well, officer, it was like pools of a lagoon. It was like I was being robbed by a husky. <laughs> <laughs> or a white walker, white walker, or a white walker. <laughs> tune Ugh. in for our Game of Thrones podcast sometime. Tune in, yeah, tune in after the episode for a brief recap on Arya fucking. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, so then they go back to the construction site to make this guy disappear. They're going to um, throw him in a cement mixer, which I don't know about you, but. The idea of being killed by being stuck somewhere has been a real stomach turner for me for a very long time. I mean, it's not it's not anything that anybody wants, I think. No, it seems like terrible. a miserable way to go. Oh, yeah. yeah. But we see the Punisher soaking wet for some reason. <laughs> uh, is, it, is it sweat? Because <laughs> he, he's been working? Uh, he just, that's probably he's it. He's just yeah. working late. You know, I had some jokes, but yeah, I think he's just working. Okay, You're no, right. no, let me <laughs> lay, lay your jokes on it. I know, it's fine, it's fine. I don't need, I'll throw, you know, next time. There's going to be plenty of opportunities, I'm sure. He sweats, so, he sweats again. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> I wonder if the party's going to sweat more in this show. <laughs> um, and so, uh, and so he sees what's going on. He, um, he comes and he threatens them. And uh, and hey, who'd have thought he takes out the bad guys pretty handily and throws all of them in a cement bucket in the same um, one? Donnie is Donnie is literally like drown not drowning yet, but he is having cement poured on him while watching like dead bodies fall into the semester next day. The Punisher does not appear to have much respect for mental health. I will say because well, he's, he's, yeah, it's not his priority. <laughs> You're traumatizing a lot of innocent people throughout this episode alone. Yeah. Uh, anyway, he he rescues the guy, our guy. Oh, oh, wait. But before he does, um, he confronts Lance. What happens when he confronts Lance, Libby? Well, he's like, where did you come from or something? I don't know. He's trying to find out where they did, where they, where the shindig went down. He's like, where's mm-hmm. the money party? I'm going to take care of this. Show me the invitation. But, <laughs> but Lance is like, I'm not going to tell you. So then he like beats the shit out of him until he tells him. Mm-hmm. And then he throws Lance in the mixer. Am I missing something? No, I don't think you are. I think that's exactly okay. what happens. Yeah, no, he he beats Lance up. And then Lance is like, please don't kill me. And it's so stupid because you're like, dude, you were you are literally trying to kill this other guy right now Mm -hmm. don't be like oh spare me you were doing nothing for yourself yeah so anyway he gets his crime doesn't pay crime doesn't pay the punisher makes you pay (laughs) which is what he does the the classic tagline of the punisher (laughs) crime doesn't pay the punisher makes you pay (laughs) yeah Um, Yeah. but he he goes to the money party mm -hmm. and turns out all the lights yep and then, and then he kills them all. All blam, of them. Blam, 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 blam. Well, but the last ones. I mean, he he somehow in the darkness manages to miss the leader. 
the leader guy for sure. And then how, they have does, a, how does he do that? I don't know, but they have like a fun karate fight for a second. Yeah, it's a pretty cool karate fight because the lights come back on and he's like, what the fuck? And Frank mm-hmm. is right behind him. Yeah. And he's and he, like, surprise. <laughs> he does like a fun twisty move. Yeah. And uh, shoots the dude right in the eye. Worth looking up a gif. Uh, with his own gun. With his own gun. Now, um, if the, if the, if you were ever if you were in a room like that, do you think you could just like lay? It? No, I'm sure the Punisher would double shoot everybody. Yeah, he'd find you. Using what I can only assume is the Punisher mobile again, he goes and gets the bunny and uh, out of the restaurant that he found out where it was, and goes back for Donnie, who is still in the cement mixer, um, in what could not be less than two hours, I think. <laughs> God, uh, poor Donnie. <laughs> poor Donnie. Um, and uh, it throws him a rope. And, and what's at the end of the rope? The bag of money with a message that says, leave tomorrow. Um, does it say I, leave tomorrow or does it say leave town? Oh, I think that's what it says. I thought it was weird that it said tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> it was hard to see. There were T's and O's and W's. <laughs> leave on Tuesday. <laughs> hey, hurry up. I mean it. Yeah, I thought you know he didn't say anything about his grandmother. You know, I'm just, mm-hmm. I wonder what I wonder what happens to her. Hey, I'm sure she's fine having the best sandwiches in Kansas or whatever. They're in New York. That's true. They're New Yorkers. <laughs> no, I'm saying she could leave, right? I she's got to be over this shit. She doesn't I'm have. Sure the, she doesn't have the bag of money. I'm just saying. I hope Donnie goes back for her because I uh, yeah. can't remember. I don't. I don't know. Uh, we don't see it. We got to assume Donnie's a good kid. You know, he's Donnie, already done this much for his grandma. Donnie's a good kid who's been scared shitless. He better yes. grab his grandma and go. Oh, yeah. He probably like sat down for an hour first, though. You got to assume, you know, <laughs> he's been through a lot tonight. Uh, and then yeah. uh, what happens with Frank after that? Um, I know. Uh, do we see him go home and go to sleep? Oh, he get. uh He's reading an F. Scott Fitzgerald book at some point. Is that the end? How does this end? I can't remember because it started right into the next episode for me. Mm-hmm. And I saw a character that I was really excited to see. And then I realized I was in the second episode and I stopped. Yes. We see his, his, uh, we get a brief glimpse of a tech boy, uh, watching the Punisher on a security camera and being like, oh, Frank, you are in town. Again. I think that that's how it ends. I think that that's how I it think ends. that, yeah, the Punisher is seen on this surveillance by the tech guy and he's like, Frank Castle, welcome back or something. Now, yeah. And now this tech guy, I assume I don't remember his name. It's not Weasel. It's, like it's like I was never going to remember that. Lycros? Lycros. I'm pretty positive. Spell this word you're saying. <laughs> Hold on. I'm, I'm confirming. M-I-C-R-O-S. Uh, what a nerd. Okay. Micro. Cool. It's micro. not. It's micro. It's micro. <laughs> is that better? <laughs> <laughs> it is I, Micros, god of Ram. <laughs> Frank Castle. <laughs> Oh my god. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> I'm excited to meet my first next up. Um, and uh and uh yeah, you know, so yeah, Punisher Oh, and I and before we end the episode recap, I just want to point out that the uh the construction worker bad guys did say let's bugaloo. And I got it. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and I think we got to say that all the time. So. Should that be our sign off? <laughs> that's, that's our sign off. Let's boogaloo. Oh uh, my God. That's so funny. Uh, <laughs> wow. Um, so, uh, so what was it like rewatching this first app? Has it, has it changed? Um, <laughs> well, recapping it is certainly, you know, it's, it's a different experience. Um, yeah, sure, no, sure. it's, I think that I am, especially because we're doing this, I feel like I am keeping an eye out for more details. And also, mm-hmm. so I was a little nervous because I know my bias about the Punisher and I know you're lack of bias about the picture or sure. uh, or just Reverse utter bias. disinterest um so <laughs> you know but i feel like i feel like that's not really affecting anything right now no i i had a yeah, good time this is a um, lot of fun sure i i remain skeptical of, about the punisher um i still think he's a, a sad dad edgelord and I think I'll I'll take a while to come around on whether or not I like the Punisher for the premise of this podcast to remain to be viable. <laughs> but you know, I, I <laughs> I'm uh, I'm excited for uh, episode two of the show and this podcast. Yeah, me too. Uh, before we go, uh, here's time for a little game we're gonna play here, which is called "Has Punisher Killed You." <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna so I'm gonna ask you, Libby, if you think the Punisher has killed a particular character uh, in the uh-huh. Marvel universe, and you are going to tell me if you think that character has met their end at the hands of Frank Castle. Okay. Uh, this week, our contestant is the Man Without Fear, Daredevil. Oh. Has the Punisher ever killed Shit. Daredevil? That's a tough one mm-hmm. because, you know, obviously their relationship is complex, but also a tidbit about the Punisher from the comic series is that he dates Elektra at some point. Oh, dunk. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's weird. It's very weird. Sounds like a bad scene. Yeah, it's I don't know. It's yeah, it's a lot. Um, I want to say no. Is that your final answer? No. <sighs> All right. The answer is yes. In the uh, comic that has largely contributed to me not enjoying the Punisher called The Punisher Kills the Marvel Universe. Yes. Frank Castle fights with Daredevil towards the end of the comic book. um, And the plot summary says that after a battle, Castle is wounded after falling off of a roof. Daredevil tells Castle that he does not need to live through his pain and begs for him to let it go. Not listening, Castle fatally stabs Daredevil through the What? Chest. Are you kidding me? Before he dies. I mean, I uh-huh. I knew that he killed other I knew he killed other people, but I did I mean other members of the Marvel universe, but not not Matt. Well, before he dies, Daredevil removes his mask, and Castle is shocked to see the face of Matt Murdock. Oh my god, he him, didn't know? He didn't know. Who tells them that there's always a man behind the mask with his dying breath, realizing he has become the very thing he swore to destroy. The Punisher makes one final kill himself. himself. I know. I knew he killed himself at the end of it, but that's so crazy. Yes, it is crazy, isn't it? 
Uh, I didn't know we killed Daredevil in that. Wow. Well, we're going to be finding all of all about uh, the people Dare- that Punisher has or has not killed next time on Has the Punisher Killed You? You. I'm supposed to say it too. <laughs> if you could like fake applause. Yeah, actually, yes. If you could say it okay. also, that'd be great. Next okay. time on has the punisher killed you this is kind of hard over uh audio isn't it (laughs) can you hear my applause yeah i can hear it i can hear the whole audience behind you also all right oh my god well all right guys this has been funisher episode one we hope you enjoyed it um uh, uh libby where can people find you on the internet are you up to anything at the moment Oh, people can find me on the Instagrams. That's pretty much my my main mode. Great. Um, yeah, I have a, uh, you know, my personal one is Libby Diggs. Mm-hmm. But my Artstagram, which I recommend checking out more, is Libby Diggs Art. So you can find me on that. I recommend you check that out as well. It's a wonderful, wonderful account. And Libby, you are very prolific. You can uh, you can check me out and on Instagram at Dawnshot first and find my cosplay account at Jason Mimosa. This I think the Instagram of this uh, podcast is going to be uh, Funisher Pod, and if it's not, I will edit in what it actually is. And you can also check out a our sister show, Abandoned Quest, say Dungeons and Dragons uh, podcast that I dungeon master at Abandoned Pod Quest. Um, that's a a good word merge thank you so much it took a minute (laughs) proud of you uh so uh yes uh stay tuned after the break for a very brief discussion of game of thrones and from all of us at funisher uh, i already forget the word what is it me too what is it it's uh (laughs) it's let's it's let's bugaloo from, <laughs> from, from all of us at Punisher, let's, let's bugaloo. bugaloo. <laughs> Good night, it. everybody. Good night. <laughs> Yo, how about Game of Thrones, though, huh? Did you dig oh it? my god. Yes. I mean, I knew. I knew I was going to dig it. The first episode, I was like, okay. It's clearly laying the groundwork. But mm. man... That fucking fireside party in episode oh, two is my was, dream hangout. It was so nice. And it was like, it was so nice that like, like Tormund and Jamie didn't get into some big dumb fight. No, it was beautiful. Oh my God. When Tormund is applauding after Brienne gets knighted, I was like, I can't deal with oh. anything. Well, and I loved, I loved when Jamie like realized like, oh my God, there's, I can do something for her. Yeah. You know? Like it was so like, like his, he's so nice. I love you know? good guy, Jamie. I love good guy, Jamie. And I love that he's like been officially welcomed into good guy fold i know know? finally i mean i Uh, think that the i think that it was hinted that that would happen when he made the very difficult choice to abandon cersei and going up to the north like that was when he really proved himself to be a trustworthy man of honor Mm -hmm. 
uh, and I like. Uh, so, what do you think about? I I I, I liked uh, uh, Tyrion also getting to take it a task for thinking for believing in his sister by Daenerys. What do you think about Daenerys right now? I think Daenerys is being a fucking bitch. But I mean, ugh, I don't know. <laughs> I keep saying that, and everyone's like, "Well, you know, she. This is the only thing she's ever wanted." And I'm like, "Yeah, but that sort of shit is what's not going to make her a very good leader." You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's selfish. She's very focused. She's selfish. There's yeah, she's selfish. It's all fine. She's compromised to ha- before. What? And she's compromised before. Yeah, man. She she killed Sam's family. Oh, that scene was so that awesome was... when they talked about that. Also, Ugh, so awkward. Sam is Ugh. like the real hero of Game of Thrones. Can we talk about that for a second? Yeah, well, and he points that out, kind of, which I like a lot. You know, he's like, hey, I'm the dude who did this. Yeah. I did all this. Yeah. I love, though, when he gives Jorah the sword and he's like, honestly, I can't hold it upright. <laughs> it's like, same, <laughs> dude. <laughs> I also really like that little bit with, with Liana Mormont and Jorah. Yeah, that was nice yeah. This really felt like a return to form for Game of Thrones, I, I thought, know. you know, because they they had a lot of these meetings last season and they were just like, like when the Hound saw his brother, I was like, this is disgusting writing. It's just yeah, it's just like, so rushed. Everything was so rushed yes. before. But this the pacing of this one felt really comfortable. Yes, I really liked and 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 it's the same sort of reunions, but I don't I don't get it's just like so nice. this time. Yeah. Um, uh, what is so what's your so a lot of controversy about Arya oh my getting God, down i know i'm just glad that she got down you know Good i'm glad she got down too. also she deserves Gendry's it. like is it gendry or gendry this is like the it's get it's yeah, gendry okay, this is like the gif gif controversy of game of thrones game of thrones yeah. <laughs> uh graphic <laughs> image <laughs> um anyway uh yeah gendry is obviously the hottest person on that show so that's like yeah. yeah good for her i i loved i loved when he slammed the accent and she was like oh get this guy to slam i thought i thought that the approach that she took was a little strange of like how sure. many women have mm-hmm. you been with i was like oh girl mm-hmm. where are we going with this um but yeah. that one she was like i'm not the red queen take your own pants off i was like yeah, I like that a lot. Also, it was strange. I wonder if that was like, what did you, was that like a you going bust like ASAP or what sort of thing? You know, like or because it couldn't possibly be like that. She was going to be like, I'm gonna find someone you know who fucks in this castle. Oh like, no, I mean, I think that it was definitely that was some premeditated shit. She's been thinking about just deduction. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, and she knows. She. I think it's. I think it's kind of shitty that like Maisie Williams is now damned to be thought of as a child. I know forever. that's not fair. She's, she's like 22 in real life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did think is. it was funny. Uh, um, what's his name? Joe Dempsey. Is that the name of the actor that plays Gendry? He was like, yeah, it was kind of weird. Cause I've known her since she was like 11. <laughs> Which <laughs> really fair. That seems weird, but that's true he hasn't changed yeah. very much in that right in that but you know that's not really fair to her she's she's a, she's a grown-ass woman now she should be allowed to take her clothes off and bang a hot dude on her tv show yeah apparently she's she's also had to like wear like prosthetics at points to appear more childlike oh, weird 
uh, like like they gave her like a big chubby teen belly and stuff huh. um, for for some of the scenes and, and things like that. I don't know, and uh, so that must have been very strange for her also. But um, uh, but speaking of sex or no sex ever, Sansa uh, and Theon people people are shipping Sansa <laughs> and Theon, and I. You know, you know, I'm a Theon oh, stan. Yeah. Oh, He's yeah. my problematic oh, fave. I'm here for and, it. But I loved, I loved those I know. <laughs> I loved those eyes uh, that Sansa was making at him when he was, like, finally... Oh, I just love how he's finally doing all the things that I've wanted him to do this entire time. I'm like, yes, Theon, finally. Yeah, well, and I, and I also love that, like, everyone's finally on board, you know? Yeah. Because again, I love Theon, but I'm always like, everybody's like, Theon sucks. And like, I get it. But yeah. everyone's finally like, we love Theon. <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. I mean, he's like finally proven himself. And I had forgotten this, but I think it, it must have been in season seven where he like has a conversation with John and John's like, whatever I can forgive you for, I forgive you for. Like you've done unspeakable things. Can't forgive you yeah. for everything. But you're a, he's like you're a stark and a gray joy or something oh, i was like oh yeah, he calls God. him a stark and i'm like ned is your father and i'm like no oh, it's true oh and ned like, is oh. all of our fathers <laughs> in that well, and, in that hypothetical way and and also it was so like seeing theon theon again like that was also very jarring just to see him yeah. like speaking confidently like real like theon person. i know yeah. i know I feel like um, he needed that. I feel like he needed to be set free from that, though. And like, you know, by rescuing Yara, that was a big thing. Earning the trust of the Iron Island folk. And and rescuing her with uh, arrows, I really loved. Yeah. You know? yeah. Like, I, I didn't read the books. So when I was watching the show and Theon, Theon to me, was like the Archer character. Yeah. And know? I think he's going to be the, the Archer thing, character you know? again. I can't remember if it if it makes an appearance in the trailer for next week but i think it does that he's got an arrow i think he's got a bow that's and arrow cool. i really like that yeah that's really cool i wonder how i wonder how ship to ship archery goes I don't, uh... it's in all the assassin's creed games so yeah. i guess it's okay but um but uh you think everybody's gonna die next week or what um i don't know i don't think everyone is going to die next week um but for those who are, I actually have a game that I've put together, if you're interested. Oh, yes. um, uh-huh. I, Is this the one that I saw on your Instagram earlier? No. Or is that, or is that, that crazy note? That was not a game. That was just an organizational chart for a uh, person who does not know Game of Thrones, but is watching it with me and uh, my That's my very friends. kind of you, yes. It was mm-hmm. really fun. I did, I did call Sam Tarly a Tully, though to my chagrin um no so the game that i am proposing is it's called night kingo now that may sound familiar to you as Uh is it a little leg bingo interesting that you ask it is (laughs) so basically Mm -hmm. um it's a series of squares you know five by five and i am asking friends who are interested to fill in their own personal kingo boards and Mm -hmm. we will just cross people off as they go and whoever gets five across first wins the night kingo well uh i'll send you a picture of mine my co-worker my co-worker and i are the first to make them 
Well, we'll be sure to throw those up on the show notes if anyone is interested in, <laughs> in making their own Night King go board several weeks after <laughs> particular episode airs. <laughs> so, uh, for but, all you uh, late hey, viewers, we'll, I just for all you guys rewatching season eight of Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so um, how do you feel about the way? How do you feel about how Danny took the news? Oh, yes. Well, okay. We, from a narrative perspective, there. I think there's like two ways we can go here. Um, one is that they are building up a choice for Danny to make where she finally sort of redeems her villainousness, or her implied sort of edge villainousness by, by choosing the north and all the all the good guys over her own desires here um but they are also kind of setting up the idea that she could do something real bad yeah <laughs> and, uh, and i think it i think i think the answer to that depends on where john and danny end up geographically after this battle because there is the idea that this might this might go on for more than one episode this might be they might end up separated from everybody um especially if they're on dragons Mm -hmm. and um and this and i think that this might be a thing that carries on longer than we think it is right so here is my thinking one i don't Mm -hmm. think i think that the the danger is too imminent they're coming in the morning Mm-hmm. Danny would be a real shitty person if she was like, "I'm out," <laughs> you know. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. so as far as her having a really immature reaction to the point that she just like takes her troops and goes is not that's yeah, that's, that's not going to happen because it's not going to do anything for her endearing people to her if she stays and fights and the dragons help defeat the night king then everyone's going to be like a little more inclined to vibe with her as their queen now i also don't know how she would do without a megaphone right well (laughs) fair she's she's a soft voice i don't know (laughs) sure sure. well you know things are in motion is more i mean you know she's i'm sure she could be loud um but Um, i thought that it was i you know as with any Game of Thrones episode, there's always a lot of reading into it. But I thought that Sansa's point was really interesting and very timely of being like, well, what about the North? Where, she, where Daenerys famously pulls her hand away. <laughs> that oh. like super catty move. Um, you yeah. Know, but I feel like maybe there could be some sort of compromise there. Because Jon doesn't want to sit on the Iron Throne, you know? No, but he has to if he's alive. Says, says who? Game of Thrones. Says That's all dumb. of Game of Thrones. So, okay, but but hear me out. Uh-huh. What if he was king of the north? Mm-hmm. And he let Danny go. And, and she, she just had six kingdoms? And she had six kingdoms. Does that sound like something she's likely to let happen? Uh, no. <laughs> just, I'm, just, I'm just trying to find compromise here i mean do you think that either of them are going to die um okay so here's the thing 
either... I don't know if you got my Kingo board, but <laughs> <laughs> I'll check. I'll check for your Kingo board. But um... <laughs> but well... I had Jon Snow on it, and I took him off because I think he's gonna live. You th- well, you think he's gonna what? Sorry, you cut out for a second. I think that if either everybody's going to die or Jon Snow is one of the ones to survive. So okay, here's what I think is if if John or Danny dies, they are going to become a hardcore super dank lich king dragon riding evil badass magic thing. Um and mm-hmm. and Game of Thrones has been on long enough that we have kind of earned one of them going dark. Yeah. And, and having some ultra fantasy shit. I just um, don't see it being John. He's already died well, once. He's already died once and I can, and I also think it would be a lot easier for everyone to get behind the idea of fighting Jon Snow than it would be for everyone to get behind the idea of fighting Daenerys. Um, because with Jon Snow, it's like, oh, of course. Of course we have to go fight Jon Snow. He wouldn't mind. He'd want us to kill him. But with Daenerys, she has this sort of like, like religious fervor behind her. Mm-hmm. Um, and... And not only that, but I really love the idea of Daenerys, of like white Daenerys flying around north of the wall for like a hundred years. Yeah, that you would know? be I, sick. I think that's like the coolest image. Yeah. I'd rather watch her fight Jon Snow than make out with him, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That made me very uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, they don't have great chemistry. Huh? No, it's not the best. Not like Sansa and Theon. <laughs> Am I right? Not like Sansa and Theon, apparently, just like <laughs> whipping it out and just like everyone is behind it, you know? I'm so uh, here for it. Yeah, I'm so here for it too, which is a shame because it, I, I think, I think, I don't think it's a problem, but I think the show could really advance if they had more, I don't know, chemistry. Uh, and they seem to get along fine in person, so I don't know what it is, but um, I guess that just happens sometimes. But so I guess my, I guess what I'm saying is I think. Daenerys will die and become ultimate bad guy so that John can become ultimate hero. Cause that sort of seems to be where everybody's trajectories are at. Mm-hmm. But again, who knows? I want to know what's going on with John and the night King. If it's just like a Stark thing or a Targaryen thing. Cause all of the, Tar- all of the, mm-hmm. all of the white walkers now correct me on this. If I'm wrong. So are, so the whites are just the regular zombie ones, right? Now, I'm not going to be great at correcting you on this. Okay. I think so. Yes, and then the think... and then the White Walkers are the like troop the people ones. of the, the people ones. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so those are allegedly comprised of Craster's babies that he gave to the Night King. That, oh, that we saw all, all those seasons ago. So they've all been Craster babies, and the reason for that is because Craster is a descendant of the Targaryens and maybe I think that there was rumor around that being why he has all of the incestuous babies with his daughters is to keep the bloodline pure and that's why he's able to live beyond the wall Um, oh my god that makes so much sense because like this time when they were all assembled they all looked a lot like Targaryens right so I think that they are all of Targaryen descent because Targaryens and Starks are the ones that contain the most magic. Okay. I didn't know that about the magic. They got magic blood. 
I did know, so I, I think this is canon, that the Night King himself is a Stark. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Okay, so there's all kinds of reasons. Oh, well, so, that would... So oh, think shit. About, so but then would... think about how Jon Snow is both a Stark and a Targaryen. He's, like, the most magical the one most of magic all. boy ever, yeah. yeah. So that's probably why they had that bro nod or whatever. Right. Damn. Because okay. it's probably like, ah, you know, and, you know, there's all sorts of rumors about, like, maybe the Night King is, like, looking for somebody to replace him eventually, but nobody's as powerful as he is. But maybe Jon mm-hmm. Snow has the potential to be that powerful. But but how do you feel about this introduction of the intention of the Night King to erase humanity or whatever that Bran was talking about? Like, he wants to bring oh. eternal darkness. I was like, does he... It didn't feel out of place, really, um, to me. Like, I think the night—I think the Night King has generally been making a lot of moves that we haven't understood at all. Um, and I don't really know how else we would find out what those moves are without someone just telling us, right? You know? Yeah, because uh, not like he's going to tell us. Um, so, oh my god, uh, what if he talks? Hey, I hope. <laughs> I hope he talks so bad. <laughs> what do you think his voice would sound like? It's John Bernthal. <laughs> what is John? What is frozen, turn the lights off? What is frozen John Bernthal sound like? <laughs> yeah, like John Bernthal, but through an ice cube. Yeah, God, like a frosty, <laughs> that frosty tinkles. He's got crinkle tinkles. Frosty Bernthal. Oh boy, uh, that's a good. That, there's my new Instagram, um, but uh, hashtag truthers. But um, I think uh, I do like I do like bringing Bran into it, and I like I like that Bran has been uh, so charismatic this season for a guy who's like laconic in a wheelchair. Yeah, you know? he's he's much more interesting than he was last year. It's, I was watching a um, I was watching an interview with the actor that plays him, and mm-hmm. he was talking about his intense stare and why he's so good at it. And I guess that uh-huh. he's like got really poor vision, so he's usually <laughs> he's usually wearing his glasses or contacts. But when he's in those scenes, he he's not wearing anything, so he just can't see anything. <laughs> That's so funny. Which is the other thing is, it's totally reformed the way that I observe those scenes. I'm just like, did you also know he's like two feet taller than Sansa or whatever? Seriously? He's like super oh tall. My God. Yeah, well, you couldn't have known when he was like nine or whatever at the start of the show. No, but I do wonder what that rig was when he was on Hodor's back. Yeah, you know, if he was just like crazy scrunched up like, in there, his <laughs> knees were curled up under his robe. Yes. Oh, and speaking of, I can't think of one reason we won't see Zombie Hodor. Oh my god! I didn't even think yeah. about Zombie Hodor. Now, this is another thing I'm wondering: is we have not really been faced with familiar zombies, uh, which is sort of a cornerstone of zombies. And do you think? And and so with everybody going down into the crypts, do you? Th- I don't know how their magic works, but do you think it's possible that we will see? <sighs> Perhaps a zombie Ned Stark. Oh my god. Um, or whatever. I don't know how how a beheaded zombie would work. Oh, that's true. Catelyn, though. Catelyn. I mean, that would piss everybody off, obviously, because of Stoneheart. Yeah. But. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think that there's a lot of... Well, okay, I do know that there's a lot... Oh, I've, Donnie, I've been watching so many theory videos. It's stupid. 
I'm, I'm sure you so, have. <laughs> I feel so informed. So funny that you ask. <laughs> but mm-hmm. in conjunction with all of the stuff about the Night King being Stark and stuff and blah, 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 the significance of Winterfell, um, there is this question of why there must always be a Stark at Winterfell. And there's all of these mm-hmm. theories about the, like, the, I don't know, the people in the crypt having the ability to potentially, like, rise up. Oh, okay. And there's something, I That's think that there's cool. something in it. I mean, this might be from the books, which I don't, I haven't read them. So, again, I've listened to a lot of theory videos, and I'm sorry to <laughs> anyone who <laughs> actually knows this stuff, if I'm butchering it. Um, but there's something about the material and the like swords that the statues of all of the people that are buried in the crypt hold. It's like iron or something. One of those materials that is created to keep spirits in. Oh, that's cool. Well, and I also, Oh no. Mm -hmm. So I I think maybe it's something like. Well, and I also heard theories that there's an ice dragon in there somewhere, but that would be fucking bug wild. That would be crazy. Yeah. That'd be super crazy. But um, but also, speaking of swords and materials, my friend Ryan, at W-R-I-O-N, any, anybody who wants to go check him out, uh, he has a theory that the Iron Throne will not survive to the finale because they will pull it apart for the Valerian steel. Whoa, that's so cool. Makes a lot of sense, huh? <laughs> I think. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why nobody's thought of that before. Yeah, and especially like there's an idea that that the Night King is going to like scoop around and invade the south somehow. I don't really know how that's possible cuz that was like the point of Winterfell, but um well he's got a dragon now. He can go down there and back and like pretty Yeah, I guess he could go down there by time. himself or whatever. Um but um yeah, what are Euron's fucking dumbass people going to do? I don't know. Uh, and who knows? We could go down there and the dragon could breathe on the armies and all of a sudden they're all White Walkers. We don't know how the dragon works or him. So. And then they're coming at Winterfell from both sides. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. The and there's no Iron Throne, so what are they even fighting for? Oh my god. White Walker Cersei. <gasps> Ugh. Jamie has to kill White Walker Cersei. <laughs> Yeah, wow. We're getting real deep into this. <laughs> We're getting real deep on this alternate universe. So anyway, welcome to our second podcast. Uh, <laughs> Frosty Birdfall, where we uh, theorize about <laughs> what's going to happen next week on Game of Thrones. Uh, but uh, uh, but yeah, um, but yeah, I'm very excited. And uh, and I guess we'll I guess we'll we'll meet back next week. Yeah, see what, we'll be. See uh, I'm sure we'll be a little more tearful. A little less fun. Uh, we sure will. Although I think Game of Thrones acts like it kills more people than it does. This was actually the first episode of Game of Thrones I read that no one has died in this past one. Oh, no kidding. <laughs> and maybe that's why we all felt so good. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that is why. Who knows? Yeah, I don't know. But <laughs> Who knows? But, uh, but yes, Libby, it's been a pleasure to Darling. begin this podcast with you. Always. Yeah. And uh, and uh, and I will see you next week. Sounds good. Signing off. <laughs> oh man, how do we sign off again? This Game of Thrones part. Um, um, um from all of us at Frosty, Frosty Burnthal. <laughs> um, 
what say we bugaloo? <laughs> what <laughs> what say we bugaloo? <laughs> Bye. Goodbye. <laughs>